detective. Thrill me. Scream! Scream for your lives! You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Oh, I know this creature of yours. When the dragon gets this old, it knows nothing but pain. Scientists are saying the future is going to be far more futuristic than they originally predicted. Welcome to Now Care More, gentlemen. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. So, celestial event. Now what? You really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't you? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Phantom Galaxy, the world where fantasy, science fiction, and horror collide. I'm your host, Nathan Bartlebaugh, and as my co-host, Bill Van Vagel. Bill, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing amazing. It's a nice, crisp October evening, and that means Halloween is in the air. So let's get this ship a-rockin'. Let's celebrate Halloween. Let's talk some Halloween. And so in order to do that, we are bringing in a guest. We're bringing in the creator and primary host of Land of the Creeps podcast, uh, Greg Amortis, Greg Morgan. Greg, how are you doing tonight? Hello! <laughs> doing good, buddy. Oh, man, thank you so much for coming on. We're really uh, we're really excited that you're here. Uh, Greg, this is the second podcast you've done with me, and the first one hasn't even released yet, so... all <laughs> good. <laughs> we have a, the 2001 podcast, which is long, as long as the actual film, so it <laughs> A little no. while to edit that one, but we do have that one coming at the start of November. Uh, really excited for this. What we're going to do tonight is talk a little bit about Halloween in general, uh, more like Halloween customs, Halloween traditions, Halloween candy. I thought that would really be fun to talk a little bit about uh, favorite costumes maybe you've had and favorite sort of uh, TV specials or favorite uh family friendly halloween film i know there's one i can guarantee greg will talk about oh yeah <laughs> so, so uh, uh we're looking forward to that but then we are going to do a review we're trying to find a halloween movie that maybe not every other podcast was doing because the obvious choice is you know the classic the legendary 1978 halloween there's tons of great podcasts in fact greg i think you were just on one with the real talk guys right talking halloween 1978 Yes, sir. Actually, was uh, Wes and Gabe and T Man over there, and so they've done that. I've heard a lot of people do a lot of other um, movies, uh, series, and things like that. And then we just last week talked uh, the Innocence with Matt and uh, his son Jackson, Matt Rawlings, over at Father and Son Watch Horror. We did that podcast, and but tonight we were looking for something Halloween centric but a little bit maybe under the radar. So we came up with 1986's Trick or Treat, which is heavy metal and Halloween, and really do you need anything else than that? And it's not to be confused with the 2007 anthology film. <laughs> no, which is Trick or Treat, right? Like Trick or Treat. That, yeah. that, that one gets all the buzz, and I mean rightfully so, but Trick or Treat with a couple rock stars and some somebody who played a character called Skippy in, in this one. 
So, so it's fun because I don't think I'd seen this movie in 25 years. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, before we do, Greg, I know uh, you, uh, both you and Pearl, are huge fans of Halloween, the holiday. And um, what do you guys have going this year? Do you, you, do you have any plans? I know everything's kind of up in the air and upheaval because of uh, quarantine and everything like that. But do you guys have any plans or things you're looking forward to doing? Yeah, I mean, not big. I mean, honestly, watch movies like we normally do. I am going to uh, go see my parents. Uh, got to pick my son up. He's going to come stay f- with us for a week. So we're going to actually be traveling on Halloween day, uh, going to get him. So it'll probably be about 4, 5, 6 o'clock before I get get up there with my parents. And we'll spend some time with them, probably watch something at mom and dad's house. What do you think, love? Maybe maybe something halloween or night of living dead or something we'll, we'll figure something out but yeah now nothing major man covid's really got everything kind of kind of on a on a halt man because normally you'd be wanting to do like haunted trails or doing something cool like that but you just can't do it this year so yeah, just sit, sit at home chill with each other and <laughs> watch movies and stare at each other and, and i, I, want, I wanted, wanted to give, give uh pearl a good shout out give her a good squeeze for me and i guarantee november 1st is pearl's favorite day because it's the day all the halloween candy goes half price heck yeah we will probably be i'm sure at harris teeter above the house love november 1st for the 50 percent off sale on the candy yeah. Every, yep. every every her hands drug, up right now. <laughs> every drugstore, Walmart, and Target within a five mile radius is on your target. Oh, it will be. Look out, because we're we'll be making our rounds. Absolutely. That's the best, because then you can even get the candy that's like it's the same as every year, but it's just colored differently. It like, is. Like this year, there's the Reese's cups with the green bottoms. I, no, I can't do that, man. I can't do anything that changes colors like that. Uh, even if the candy's not, I mean, I just, no, I just, give me regular. Well, that was my daughter. She goes, close your eyes. Don't look, just taste. Like, okay. <laughs> no. And it does taste exactly the same. But so what's the point of the green bottom? I have no idea. Yeah. Do they, do they have uh, M&Ms that are orange and black and brown and that kind of different Halloween color? Aren't they sort of those colors already? Yeah. Well, I, I guess they are, but I, I, it's sometimes... You can hand-sort them to make them only <laughs> a tumble. I, 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 I wonder if they give ones that are just like two colors or something just for the season. They should. I mean, that, that would be cool. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, they, 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 I guess we've kind of found our way into candy already. Um, <laughs> uh, Bill, what are you doing for, uh, you got any Halloween plans? Actually, uh, my daughter is inviting one of her friends over who's within our social bubble. And they're only three weeks apart. And we're going to be doing a trick-or-treat scavenger hunt in the backyard. So kind of like an Easter egg hunt, but with miscellaneous candy from Halloween. She is going to be either... Elsa from Frozen or a unicorn if she fits into last year's costume. But she, the other day she was out at a restaurant and as a treat grab bag, she got one of those 25 cent vampire teeth. So she could be Elsa, the evil, va- the evil princess, or a unicorn, the evil princess. Because I went to the dollar store and bought some of that cheap face makeup. So who the heck knows what it's going to be? But all I know is I'm just sitting there watching them scramble over candy. So for half an hour, at least they stay busy. Right. You can be a vampire unicorn princess or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, honestly, just put a garbage bag over her and let her run around. As long as she's happy, I don't care. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not sure how if we're going to get many trick-or-treaters or not. I mean, I, I I know I'm sure some people still come out. We will probably – we're going to basically have a party in the yard, and some of the neighbor kids that we know that have been within our bubble, so to speak, will probably come over. We're going to put the projector outside and probably watch, like, Monster House or Paranorman or something like that. Maybe some Abbott and Costello meet whatever. <laughs> meet something. Nice. How big is your uh, screen for outside? So what I did um, – and I think I posted a picture of the summer. The screen is sort of a bootleg screen, <laughs> meaning that uh, my son during the holidays has these two big. We got these almost like the almost like pallets, really, like you know the pallets that you would uh, like a, a, a warehouse pallet almost. And then we have two long ones, and we mit- turned them into like a train. T- we built a like podium that goes on the ground. My parents uh, had helped me put this together, and. It's like a train table, essentially, but it's on the ground. So when that's not in use, we just picked it up to their two long pieces and we leaned them up against a tree and then put a put a white sheet over it. And then you have a screen that's about as big as you could possibly need, you know, and then you put the projector over it. So it's, you know, it's probably about about 10 feet across or something like that, you know, and then you can kind of play everything because if you only have one up, you can basically can only play something that's like, you know, the Garfield Halloween special that's in the box, you know, the four, the four, three ratio, but you know, it's very different this year. But as you pointed out, Greg, a lot of things I would normally do, which is eat candy and watch movies and hang out with my family. I'm still going to do the same things. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're just going to leave a big bowl out in the front. If kids want it, take it. And, uh, <laughs> If not, I don't know, some people who are unfortunate with their food, you know, they'll get donations of lots of candy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, Perfectly nourishing. But, you know, I think the only thing really, the one that's kind of like, oh, man, that's too bad, is the, the haunted attractions you mentioned, Greg. Like, being able to go, we have a Field of Screams up above us and a couple others. And I would, last year I was really wanting to go to the... um the Eastern State Penitentiary does one that in through the penitentiary and uh, they run it like down through the lower halls of the prison and they have people jumping out at you and things like that. I really wanted to do that last year. And of course, this year is just not not really an option. I, I assume some of those places are probably still running. It's not something I really plan to, to check out. But I was going to say, we do have up this way a couple of things, but you drive through in your car. So you, I, I think it's like haunted neighborhoods or something, and you drive through. But I haven't done any of them yet. That would be kind of cool. My buddy just went to one uh, about an hour from where I live, uh, a haunted attraction. He said it was really good. Uh, they had the hay ride and different things like that. So they are some available to go to. I just, you know, I just don't feel like getting out there around that crowds right now. <laughs> I'm yeah, to, I'm not a fan of like getting free right now. <laughs> Yeah, trying to stay COVID-free is a very good strategy. Yes. <laughs> well, that, and I don't know if, I, I mean, I don't even want to go sit and watch a movie in a mask. You know, I don't think I really want to, like, be scared with a ma- having to wear a mask through, like, a haunted, haunted attraction. I mean, I had to literally eight hours a day wear a mask all day, so it's already enough annoying to me that I, when I leave, I don't want to have to wear it anymore. Yeah, yeah. After a while, you feel like you're living in a sci-fi movie, which maybe we are. I don't know. It was kind of a surreal feeling. We went out to the theater about a month ago, go, sitting in the theater wa- wearing it for the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting. And I mean, it's not even one of those medical ones. It's one that we have that we've made, and they're perfectly fine. But even still, you know, you're sitting in a public theater, and there's only three of us in the whole damn theater. 
No, see, we did that. We went to uh, Labyrinth. I took my wife to it uh, last weekend, and uh, they played Labyrinth, uh, David Bowie, but they played it in the uh, Carolina Durham Theater, and uh, there was only 14 of us that bought tickets. So, I mean, it was like really nobody there. That was about the same as if you had rented the theater out, Greg. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it was really weird, but, you know, and of course I have a, uh, a gator, they call them, you know, the ones that go around your neck pullover style and woman was like nope gotta wear a surgical mask i'm like all right so she gave me one but you know she says as long as you're eating or drinking you don't have to wear one so i'm like all right cool i'll keep my hand in popcorn (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) i'm eating (laughs) right keep one of those drinks up like the the ones they put for the gerbils to drink out of just constantly attached to your mouth 46 dollars later boy did you get your popcorn (laughs) (laughs) yeah man well uh, speaking of snacks and whatnot, we can go back to the Halloween candy for a minute. Uh, Greg, favorite favorite treats at Halloween time? Ooh, um, as a kid, uh, a little different, but now, the aren't. I was trying to ask my wife what they were called. The peanut things, the the soft uh, kind of orange peanut look. Circus the, peanuts. Circus peanuts. I used to love them, especially as a kid, man. Those and like anything caramel. I loved like the the what were those? The cow tails? I used to love oh, those. Oh, yes. Cow tails. Yep. Oh, man. So good. And, uh, of course, your regular, like, Snickers, Baby Roos, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I'm not extravagant with my candy, mostly chocolate style. But, no, it was those circus candy. And I love the corns, man. I love the candy corn. Uh, especially give me the orange pumpkin ones, man. Woo-hoo! That's, that's my jam right there. Well, let me ask you, because circus peanuts are one of those things. I remember eating them growing up, and now I feel like most people who think or think about them or talk about them or remember them seems to be the consensus is they're hot garbage. And I don't know that I've tried them since then. I know that they're definitely basically just pure soft sugar, but I think I liked that as a kid. Well, as a kid, I did. And honestly, I can agree with you. I don't know that I've had them. And Have we had them, love? I don't think I've had those in... The can the peanut. I don't think I've had them in years, man. It's probably been since I was a kid, so I don't so, know. Honestly. So, so that is your mission. When you go out the next day after, find the orange candy peanuts. Yes, yes. If I can find, do they even make them? I don't know. They still uh, make them. I assume it seems like it's whatever. I don't know. It, it the consistency of the materials, like they got it off the moon or something, you know. <laughs> it was like from a different planet. It was always weird. It was almost like what happened if you just let sugar burn on the stove. And, and Pearl told me to say candy's a priority. So hers is a bag full of gummies, licorice, yes. lollipops, chocolate, Reese Pieces, plus extra, always welcome. So, <laughs> Well, let me go back to the licorice. What kind of licorice? Red licorice, black licorice, both licorice? What color? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Good, good. Well, I know some people, they are like only red licorice, not black licorice. But I like particularly sort of like the Australian licorice. I like that stuff. I think it's yeah. good. And I finally introduced her. She had never had a pixie sticks. And oh my, I introduced oh her to pixie stick. And that was a big no-no in the car. She had like 10 of them going down the road. So she was on a big sugar rush. for. <laughs> what you have to do? Do you guys have five below near you? Mm, go- yes go to five below and they have like a pixie stick it's like a two foot long pixie <laughs> stick and uh i feel like that'd just be easier you just kind of tilt it up and uh, you're good to go <laughs> yeah but aren't those things just pure sugar 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, it's uh, a flavored sugar. Yep, I'm eating it right yep. now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's basically if someone like smashed up Smarties into fine powder and then just put it into a stick, kind of. But it's even worse than that, really, like as far as sugar goes. <laughs> Greg, for the next 20 minutes, is going to have the best review of his damn life because he's just hopping on this. Oh, man. <laughs> These are so freaking good. <laughs> It'd be like that episode of The Simpsons when Bart and Melhouse drank the uh, pure Slurpee syrup. <laughs> they went to like a magical wonderland. Everything was Technicolor, uh, psychedelic. But anyway, yeah, I, I was like chocolate, particularly Reese's, anything Reese's. And I second uh, Pearl on the gummies. We uh, Kids love all the gummy stuff, gummy worms, gummy bears, Sour Patch Kids. They're a big fan of Sour Patch Kids. Gummy Lifesavers, they ate a Ate something close to a three-pound bag of gummy lifesavers the other day at the movie theater. So, yep. And and all the parents that used to give apples out, and <laughs> between the apples and the teeth, uh, teeth, the toothbrushes. I'm telling you right now, y'all were devils. Y'all were devils growing up as a kid, man. <laughs> that was like you. It was like some. It was almost like you were sending some kind of message, like either don't ever come back to this neighborhood, or I never liked you anyway. Yeah, it was like. It's kind of like throwdown. It's like I don't like Halloween. Just, just take this. I'd leave the leave it in the bag. I might throw something else in the bag too. But, um, do you remember? Either one of you remember candy like from the, the probably the cheapest Halloween candy my parents ever bought to hand out, where it was this black and orange. They came in black and orange wax wrappers. I love them. And candy kisses. I lo- is that what it I is? Lo- it's like almost a hard taffy, yeah, 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 and inside yes, is yes. peanut butter. Yeah, no, it's it's um t- to me that that was my favorite. I loved it. It was that's the it, devil's it, candy. It's basically Bill. just molasses. It's yeah, it's, it's molasses, mm. and you chew on it, and it gets soft in your mouth. That when you were gonna ask me what my favorite was, that that's it. And it's that is impressive. I've never met anyone who liked that. <laughs> and the thing is, they're tough to find. <laughs> They're tough to find. They yeah. are. They weren't in the 80s because you go to the 80s and buy like six bags for like $3. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the ones I used to like were the hard ones. You you can buy the soft ones now, but to buy take your crown off your tooth. You know why they were hard? Because the store was selling the same ones from last year probably because they didn't sell them then. <laughs> I'd take I the apple them. over the like whatever those <laughs> yeah, things are. Yeah, give me the apple all day long, buddy. <laughs> I used to always, because everybody had them at the bottom of their bag, and I would just scoop up everyone else's, because, you know, what the heck with the Kit Kat? Give me the candy kisses, you know? That's smart. You're smart. (laughs) Yeah, and then you'd always have that weird candy down at the bottom of the bag. You're like, where'd this come from? I don't remember you giving (laughs) this. No, the the worst was somebody that would just go buy, like, regular candy, hard candy that you normally get, like those fruit flavored with, like, a white wrapper with, like, a lemon on them or something, and they throw them in the Halloween bag. Grandma candy, Grandma candy. This is shitty candy. What are you giving this out for? (laughs) Those were the kind when you pour your bag out on the floor and you go through your candy, you don't, I don't know how, I always separated mine by the good, the bad, and the throwaways, and (laughs) that was candy ended up in the drawer. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, always uh, I was gonna say I, I used to like um, the Reese's pieces and the and the Reese's whatever. I like I never had a super huge sweet tooth, so I've never had any like to this day I don't ever crave it. But um, I used to love the gummies. The problem is I love gummies so much that I stopped eating them because I was just I could go to Costco and buy one of those you know kilogram bags of them. And just go through <laughs> black forest so gummy, gummy bears, bears. <laughs> whatever they are, the wine gums or whatever. And so you'd sit on your couch watching football, and you're like, 
my stomach hurts because I was eating these. <laughs> I can't get up. But the other the other one we like is up in Canada here, I, and I sent some of these to Pearl. They have a, a chocolate bar called Coffee Crisp, yeah. and it's a it's a wafer candy with like a um, a coffee. A, it's a wafer chocolate bar with like a a coffee flavoring in the middle. And that's like always my favorite. Cat, basically, kinda, except it's a little thicker. But it's the same kind of idea. But it, it's not as heavy. So you know, how, like you get a baby Ruth or one of those where it's like it's like a heavy eat. This one isn't a heavy eat. So you can eat like five of them and still feel like I only had two. You know. So <laughs> I I liked it, but um, I like honestly the last two Halloweens I haven't had a single piece of candy. Wow. I don't, I, I don't have a taste for it. So I, Ella, go nuts, you know, Jen, go nuts, I, whatever. I just like giving it out and seeing the the costumes, but I won't get that this year. I, I don't think much. Yeah, I'll be curious to see who comes or who doesn't come. And, you know, this might be the year that the killers actually do come around. You know, <laughs> keep, keep your eyes up, Bill. There's kids standing an extra long time on your porch. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the strangers, if they're in groups of three and they're carrying croquet mallets or something, don't answer the door. It's it's the guys from The Purge coming to your door or something. Not candy, but you know what I always liked? Uh, the Little Debbie makes those little, I guess they're like pumpkin or apple pies. They kind of look like faces. You get the, uh, There's like two dots where eyes should be and there's a little smile. Have you guys ever had those? It's like an apple pie or yeah, something. Yeah, I do, yeah. I have they're, not had they, they, they never made their way north of the border. I mean, it, I mean, it tastes like preservatives, but you know, <laughs> it's a, I think it's a nostalgia thing. Anyway, um, speaking of costumes, do you guys have any like uh, maybe probably from your childhood or time a favorite costume or you know whether it's one you saw or one that you actually wore? Um, any favorite any favorite memories uh, in regards to that? In the, your old days of trick or treating. I was gonna say I was the same costume for about ten years. I threw I threw on my hockey equipment, put on the jersey, and went door to door. I was a hockey player every year. I didn't have to go looking for anything. I didn't have to go spend any money on it. I just literally came back from hockey practice, kept my equipment on, and went out. Nice. <laughs> Bill doesn't eat candy, and he just wears his hockey gear. Yeah. <laughs> You're about as Canadian as I always expected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mine was a little different. Like, we always got the – um, and, and you still see them, but I wish I had all mine back now because they're probably worth a zillion dollars each now. But the old uh, plastic masks and stuff, like Walmart sometimes, but back then you'd get them in the box – and uh, I remember I had a uh, I had a Incredible Hulk one time, and I seem like I cannot remember which ones I had at the time, but I remember two years in a row, like we lived in a a, a housing development, and there was probably I don't know maybe what do you think, love a hundred houses maybe up there uh, at Mom's. There's probably a hundred houses, so, so it's a pretty pretty big neighborhood, and I just remember for like two years in a row. I had like three costumes and I'd go door to door. I come home, take my clothes off, put new costume on, go out, go knock on the same doors. And I did that like for two years <laughs> until my neighbor, my neighbor, bless her soul, Linda. <laughs> I went knock on her door like the third time at night. She said, is that you, Greg? And I'm like, uh-uh. She said, what are you doing back here again? I know you've been in here twice. Sorry. Are those those ones where they were plastic and then yeah. you went to four houses and it ripped the side? 
Yes, because like when you yeah. put them on yeah. and you would go to yeah. step up on a step or something, they always yep. yeah. I don't even think they sell them anymore. Do oh, they? man, those are vintage, man. If I had those again, holy cow. Yeah, and those rubber masks that smell like a tire fire, you would get it like the, <laughs> the thrift drug or whatever. It would have a full no, head uh, of hair, and you're like, was this someone's hair once? I don't know. <laughs> it would always be like those really cheap plasticky kind of ones with like a, a thin white band across the back that would snap by about the fifth hose. So yeah. you have this ripped, yes. this ripped side and a snapped mask. Right. There was one year I actually bought makeup like, you know by now and i had like blood i was doing a dracula thing and that was like so smart at the time i remember i rushed home from school and it was like man i got in the house i started immediately watching the worst witch and then i started putting makeup on (laughs) and i thought man this is great greatest idea ever not because it was that white makeup and when you put it all over your face it makes your face stiffen up so like my face was just feeling like it was going to crack the whole time i was out (laughs) it's horrible and then, of course, you sweated, and it was melting, and it was just, it was the worst idea ever. But at the time, I thought it was smart, and I thought, dang, I look really cool as this Dracula until I got out there, and yeah, it didn't work out too well. And, and uh, yeah, but Pearl says she always liked to go to the rich neighborhoods because they had the full candy bars. So well, I, she always- <laughs> I was going to say, don't you ever remember going to, you knew the house that gave the full candy bar, you knew the house that gave you a can of pop. Yep. Uh, I, or the one that would give you, we used to have the odd time you get, um, like, a, an ice cream bar. Never had that. And I even had once where they give you a hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> listen, kids, I'll speak up on this, Nathan, because listen, kids, don't never accept drinks from anybody. <laughs> don't do it. Stay away from the drinks. We had a, we had a, a house that was handing out some beer a couple years ago. <laughs> Now, they weren't handing beer out to the kids, but I think they were drinking the beers, too, because we came around with my parents with us, and they started hitting on my mom dressed like a scarecrow. <laughs> well, my dad's standing back snickering. We, you know. I, 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 last year last year I asked my kids in my classes, and apparently there was one family in one of the neighborhoods that was giving out hot dogs off the barbecue. <laughs> and that kind of thing can work depending – like in the kind of neighborhoods that we live in, we live close – like – our immediate neighbors, we wouldn't have a second thought about something like that. But you can't, yeah, I'm not going up taking a hot dog <laughs> from, from someone I don't like know very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm a germaphobic, so that's not happening. I don't. No, they're not now. There, there's no COVID dogs, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, coming up. But I remember that makeup because you would see those kits. And recently, we just watched that uh, that that uh, movie. I think it's on Prime. It's actually kind of fun. The WNUV Halloween special, yes. which is a kind of Love found it. footage horror movie. And it's it's almost not much of a movie. It's just more like they've made it so much like an actual artifact of the time. And I know at one point they pause and they have that commercial where they show the guys doing the expert makeup, you know, with this mm-hmm. little two ninety nine kit you get. It's a couple of brush, brushes and some sponges to dab your face with. And you're thinking, yep. I could be a professional makeup artist. And you get home, put that stuff on. Exactly what you said happened. It would form to your face. It would melt. And then when you got home and washed it off, you'd have a some sort of like sunburner rash. Yeah. <laughs> and you're thinking, I should have just done this the day before and gone as the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> No lie, dude. It's seriously no lie. Yeah, you'd end up your side of your face would end up like William Finley on Phantom of the Paradise. It'd be all Yeah, something something like that. Yeah. Just you would have almost like a rash or something. My when I was younger, my dad would always get into this thing of I'm gonna make your Halloween costumes and it always seemed like a good idea. 
but it always usually went like horribly wrong. It would seem awesome right up to the point where you you know he'd see him making it, and it's not like a, one of a, one of a listeners of both Land of the Creeps and Phantom Galaxy saw Edward Delgado. He's making his son's Halloween costume, and it is amazing. Yes. It looks like he's making something for a, a movie. And uh, my dad, in his head, I think that's what it looked like. And it would even start to look like that, and you get excited, and then you get to the day of, and you're like, why is Frankenstein's shoes are just shoeboxes? <laughs> it looked okay from the outside, but it rained that night, so by the end of the day, two boxes filled with, filled with rain and dog poop and <laughs> several different things, and I was like... You end, up, you end up with a Halloween cold. <laughs> yeah, we a couple times do that, because they all those other things, once you were out and you were doing it, you were doing it, you know, we're in this. We are. We're in it to win it, and that's what we're going to do. And I remember that one year, even Pearl mentioned this was was like someone actually, you know, how everybody always did the sheet over their head. You know, the easiest costume in the world to be a ghost is cut two holes in the sheet. You know, <laughs> I'm watching this kid. I can't remember who it was. It's one of my friends, but man, done that with a sheet. But God, it was like six feet longer than it should have been. So like, <laughs> time, they're like tripping over it, and they come home, and it's like full of dirt and mud and. And I'm thinking, yeah, he probably got his butt kicked for that one later on. But, you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> stupid things. Or the daggone man, the way you would have, like, <laughs> it was funny because back then you had the orange pail, you know, the pumpkin pails that you would get the candy in. But you also, like Pearl would, was talking about, you'd always use, like, the pillowcases because you're cheap to buy a basket. You'd just grab a pillowcase, so let's go get some candy. <laughs> well, the, the advantage to the pillowcases, you could hold four times as much in that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. And you knew you, you were sling you, it over your sat your yes, shoulder. You could use yes. it as a weapon if you were to be yeah. attacked. Try you, to knew you, for your camp. you knew you were the king of the campus when you got it all filled. If you got a whole bloody thing filled up, you had like uh, twenty thousand dollars worth of dental bills, you know, like these things would have been uh, a lot on you. <laughs> Nowadays yeah. I look at it like that was just so wrong. <laughs> I know, I know. And then I mean, you know, the '80s too. I feel like we were allowed to have more grotesque costumes. I feel like we don't see as many. You know, you just someone comes up and their eye and half of their face is hanging off. And unless you go to like the Spirit Halloween store, you can't really get a lot of that stuff. It's all superheroes and princesses and stuff like that. Every once in a while, we'll get somebody unique will come to the door. I remember several years ago, we had this little kid came to the door and he was wearing his outfit was covered in like glitter and sparkles but i was like it was like a leotard and he was holding a little white tiger and it turned out he was siegfried or roy or one of the two <laughs> well there you go there you go somebody put some thought into that yeah so the halloween costumes how about halloween specials so we've talked i mean obviously most of our podcasts talk about movies and things like that um but any like halloween tv specials or even maybe like family friendly movies anything that's a tradition that you watch all the time. I particularly growing up in the eighties, we probably have some that nobody else has. <laughs> well, I, I, well, what I used to do when I got a bit older, well, once you get of drinking age, you went to the bar, so whatever. But now that um, I'm older and stuff, I, I used to, before I got into the podcasting, I would just turn on AMC and see whatever they were showing. And it, cause they would generally run something from about, I don't know, eight o'clock until midnight. The problem with AMC is things get cut, right? So watching Halloween with Michael Myers got a bit frustrating. So nowadays I just wait for the kids to go to sleep and I'll just, I don't know, put on, put on, some put on some kind of Friday the 13th uncut. So you can enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. For me, 
it was always up from the first time I ever watched it, Nathan, and I was hooked, and you know where I'm going. Uh, God, it was the worst witch, man. As soon as I seen that movie for the first time, I knew right then and there that was a tradition, and it always has been. I I never miss it. Like that movie uh, from start to finish is such a tradition of mine. It's such a it hits all the the spectrums of Halloween for me. I think maybe because where I was little when I watched it, that it it's more of a uh, sentimental value to me. It's not the best acted film by any means, but Tim Curry and and uh, Charlotte Ray and Bruce Balk, man, it's just such a great, great, great family movie and uh just about a ditzy witch and uh wannabe is such a good movie i always have to watch that man that's that's a staple i just i remember every halloween they always seem to show it and it would be one of those things that usually i'd get out about five five ish to go start trick-or-treating and it was usually on about four o'clock or whatever so i'd watch it as soon as it was done I was out the door and it was time to go get some candy, but that that was always my staple. And that when did that come out, Greg? Was that in like nineteen eighty four thereabouts? Eighty four, eighty five? Eighty six. Oh, okay. So around the same time, because Frieza Buck was also another weird, creepy movie returned to Oz. Yeah. I think around yeah. the same time. Uh yeah. The Worst Witch, and I was it a theatrical movie? Did it was it a TV movie? Because I only ever saw it on television, and I had the same kind of experience. It was always it was just always there. It was always on in the eighties. It may have been a, a it was a TV movie uh, made for TV, but I don't know that it ever got a theatrical release. Official, probably not. It feels like the kind of like now when they have things like Halloween Town and stuff like that that the Disney Channel yeah. does. I feel like it was probably in that same sort of vein when it when it came out but uh, it does have tim curry it has songs too oh it's, <laughs> it's great songs creepy <laughs> i love it man. we were just <laughs> listening to earlier this evening we were listening to anything can happen on halloween which is the <laughs> the big number it's it's so weird it's a very weird little movie but and this is not to be confused netflix has the worst witch which is a newer series on based off of the same source material it's on netflix but this yeah. is i don't know if it's streaming anywhere I mean, i'm sure you can probably find it on amazon i'd imagine or maybe even youtube i'm not sure but uh it's very family friendly it's like one of those that's like it's not gonna scare anybody uh, you know and it's not too spooky but it's just a lot of fun i mean, pretty much anything tim curry's in I'll yeah i literally finally found it on dvd and purchased it a few years ago just so i would have it on dvd i was like because, like you said, a lot of times it is hard to find streaming. So I was like, and they don't show it like they used to then. So I'm like, no, i got to have this movie. And, oh, I love that I got it now. Woo-hoo! They need a good Blu-ray release of this movie. They do. There's a lot, particularly in the TV movie realm. I, we're, we're slowly getting uh, some of these releases. And I saw, you know, Scream Factory or somebody did, like, Little Monsters. That's all well and good. Little, Little Monsters was never my jam. We need The Worst Witch. We need The Midnight Hour. Yeah, Vestron released that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Something something Wicked This Way Comes. We need some uh, some of those out in Blu-ray. And I was going to say, good, good releases. when I was a kid, the one was uh, the uh, Sleepy Hollow, the Disney version. Yeah, we still watch I, that one. Uh, I I used to I used to love watching that like like the scene where you where Ichabod Crane and you see him with with the uh, fiery head and all that, that 
that that scene is indelible in me 35 years later 40 years later i can still remember that scene yep no, i'm right with you on that one as well bill well yeah we watched that and then we also watched the tim burton like sleepy hollow it's like by the time you get to the big chase scene at the end, I'm like Tim Burton is copying most of what happened in the Disney in the Disney version. If you if we want to get down to it, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's a total ripoff. And Scooby Doo was big too. Like as a kid, I loved. You know, they would they didn't have as many of the specials. I just, I know there's a new. Well, there was a Scooby Doo movie over the summer, and we watched that, and it was fine, but it was a little more. Almost felt like uh, they were going for a Marvel superhero kind of feel. But there is a new Scooby Doo animated movie that just came out that i think has like cassandra peterson is doing her elvira shtick and bill nye's in it and, and i think they bring over the scarecrow from the batman movies i haven't seen it yet but i scooby-doo is always something kind of fun to watch around halloween the the old the old school scooby-doo that and uh, dark knight of the scarecrow was one that always for whatever reason because there's nothing halloween about dark knight of the scarecrow but i watch it during halloween for whatever reason i don't know why Maybe the scarecrow in it. I don't know, but I just adore that movie so much. It's that's really it's, good. It's creepy too. Yeah, it's such a good movie, and I always like to watch it around Halloween time. Well, yeah, and I think that that's sort of how you know, even all the Universal monsters and stuff, they aren't intrinsically Halloween, but I always associate with them because as a kid, like now, we can watch anything we want whenever we want. But honestly. A lot of this stuff didn't play very much unless it was Halloween. You know, you were kind of, that's the way I feel about the Tingler with Vincent Price. Is it a Halloween movie? No, but I very rarely as a kid would ever see it on television until Halloween came around. And so therefore it's always sort of associated with the holiday to me. Oh, I think, uh, how, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis made a fortune around Halloween. <laughs> I wasn't quite watching that as a kid. I, I wasn't getting a lot of Herschel Gordon Lewis. No, no me neither. I love him, uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. I, was, I was able to watch maybe Alfred or or a little bit of you know Universal, but <laughs> no, I wasn't into the into Hellraiser. I'm I'm thinking more of the later teenagers. Okay. All right. Yeah. When did it? When did you guys see your first scary scary movie? Do you think, Greg? Like that was like. Oh, this is intense. Oh, it was, it was Halloween, nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, without a doubt. So, how old were you? How old you think you were? Maybe nine, ten, older than that. And uh, eighty-one, so I would have been nine, uh, nine years old. See, I, I make the case with my wife. Yeah, John's almost ready for Halloween. Sunday's yeah. <laughs> <So> eight. <laughs> Halloween, absolutely. It's just more of the scare factor. I mean, just knowing yeah. gotta. I mean, like my daughter now, she's twenty-one. I mean, a little different now, but. Up until she was 16, 17, I'm telling you, I could cut the Halloween theme song on and she would scream like she was terrified <laughs> of that song. And it's it just all she had to do is hear the music and she would scream. So, you know, now not as much, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so much different now because if you think about it, up until, you know, the early, mid-2000s, you know, scares were relayed more on on visual and that's what you got in like Changeling and you got it in uh, Ghost House, all these different movies like the Ghost Story, all the older movies of the haunting. It was more of a visual. Nowadays, they go for amping up that whole jump scare where they they do like you're talking about. You know, the music's coming and all of a sudden it's like, and it's more they go for the fear of of that loud noise to make you jump. Where I think in the 60s, 70s, 80s, they got it. They did more of a visual thing. 
where, you know, the fear was in front of you. You saw it. It was that scare there. But now it's more the jump scare. I mean, that's what you get. You get, you know, a quiet moment. And then all of a sudden, you know, they blare the music, which not necessarily the scene makes you jump. It's the music's that making you jump more than anything. Uh, or they throw that clown right in your face or whatever. <laughs> right. Ah! And you're like, okay, you got me on there because the music about made me come out of my britches. You know, back in the day now, they did it via, you know, actually putting something scary on screen. Yeah, that actually is. Yeah. <laughs> well, we go back and we do a lot of like, uh, you know, what works well for them is Goosebumps Ooh, and it. Are You Afraid of the Dark, which we yes. like even better. Uh, I was so happy they even though it was only a miniseries when they brought that back last year and it was very good. I really liked it. I just picked up the DVD. I got the DVD and I need to watch. I've seen it. Uh, I watched it live when it came out, but I, I've got the DVD now and they threw in a two or three. I own the whole series, the original, but uh, they did throw in a couple, three family favorites uh, episodes oh, nice so today. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to crack it open and look at it, but I mean, Pearl said it too. I, I'm bummed out. Seriously bummed out about the Charlie Brown uh, Great Pumpkin not being on TV this year. Like, I'm really bummed. That was such a tradition, you know, as a kid. And now kids of our generation are not going to get to see it unless you pay for it on Apple TV, which I'm super bummed. Uh, It's like you got they're forcing you. And let's face it, everybody should own it. But if not, I'm bummed that you can't cut on TV and watch the great pumpkin. You always could. We would yes. usually carve our pumpkins while it was playing, you know, honestly. And Tradition. it's a classic. It's yes. ridiculous. And now no more. I mean, unless you have Apple TV, you're not going to get it. And I listen, I get it. I, I totally, Nathan, not to steal, but I totally get the, the corporate business. I mean, it's a money thing. I got you. I understand it. You're trying to make money, but man, that tradition, dude. And it's like, you're not going to get Thanksgiving. You're, and I'm sure we're not going to get a Christmas special either this year. It's just it's super bumming, man. No, but pay the twelve ninety five at Walmart, buy the DVD, and then you got it. Yeah. Well, they, they just announced this too. I mean, we, you know, Greg, there's still time. You can get, you can get, you can rally the horror community, and we can do one of those Skype reenactments of the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes, I got a rock. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill, I got a rock. <laughs> oh but you you know land of the creeps presents the great it's the great pumpkin charlie brown we you couldn't possibly get sued right no, no. they relinquished they relinquished their uh claim when they took it off television right i i, I just don't want to be the one to tell davy's pig pen <laughs> <laughs> or lucy, <laughs> lucy. <laughs> that's pearl Oh, okay. Well, that probably okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it it's a classic. I always watched uh, that back to back, and we did actually the other night watch it back to back with the uh, the um, Garfield Halloween special. Nice. Do you remember that one? I do. And that one's actually we the little neighborhood kids came over and they were sitting watching it because they were playing in the front yard, and I forgot that like. Towards the end, it gets kind of creepy because there are like pirate ghosts and there's a creepy old man in a chair. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot the 80s could get a little. But <laughs> I, I I guess now the new tradition, the the version would be the uh, Simpsons stuff. Yeah, or maybe Troy Story of Terror or something. Don't don't like Pixar. And I think there was Shrek Halloween. I mean, I, I feel like over the years, I don't I haven't I've seen a couple of them, but that's kind of what they were doing for a few years there. It would be like. DreamWorks would do like a Monsters versus Aliens Halloween special or something like that, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've had lots of students say, I watched the new or uh, a copy of The Simpsons with my dad, the Halloween. So it's almost retro for the dads who, when they were a teenager, they were coming out and they're passing that on to their kids. Free house of horror, baby. Oh, so good. Still is still so good. It's the only, I mean, Simpsons been on so long. It's the only things I tune in for now are the Treehouse of Horror. And if you have Disney Plus, they actually separated all the Treehouse of Horrors over on the side. So you can kind of go check them out and you don't have to, you don't have to sift through all the Simpsons episodes to find them. thousand episodes. Oh, wait, there it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there we go. I, uh, but yeah, those are always my favorite. I love when they did the Raven and they, it's probably one of the most faithful, like, adaptations of the raven because they just read the entire poem except for the point part where he says eat my shorts yeah yeah so yeah that's uh, i think halloween it's going to be fun it's going to be different uh charlie brown needs to come back next year i mean come on you would think that they realize this is not i mean i feel like everybody's talking about that right like there's so many different things going on and they're like one more thing is the great pumpkin charlie brown's not on television anymore i just uh doesn't seem like it's worth whatever payoff you're getting. This is this is going to be a Halloween for various reasons. People don't forget. Yeah. It's going to have asterisks beside it, man, just like everything else. It's like, this is the Halloween that could not have been. I don't, I don't know. It's just stupid. Yes. Oh, I'll give it to kitties. But go to... watch The Worst Witch. Oh, God. And I say, yeah. I say The Midnight Hour. You've seen that one, right, Greg? I love The Midnight Hour. That's the, so good. I wish that had a better following. And I... I do wish that one was on even just regular dvd would be fine the only copy i can find really is on youtube but i don't know why that one doesn't have a bigger following because it seems like the eight there's there's lots of 80s movies people love that i don't think are even half as good or half as much fun as that one yeah totally i mean if you took the worst switch and midnight hour that could be my halloween forever like put them two together and i'd be golden man i'm telling you if you don't get anything out of this episode tonight if you hear anything that Greg Amorta says, it's watch The Worst Witch in Midnight Hour and you're golden. I'll put links to where you can find The Worst Witch. And I know Midnight Hour is on YouTube. I'll put them in the show notes. And if you throw in some young Frankenstein, you're perfect. Oh, put on a wrench. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> That's right. Werewolf. Yeah. So so good. Actually, Young Frankenstein is one of those cases where the movie is the spoof movie is as as good as the original Universal movie, really. Oh, yeah. Which is does very rarely ever happens. Oh come on! What I was gonna say, I was just gonna say, what about uh, what was the one with uh, Leslie Nielsen as the vampire? Dracula dead and loving it? Yeah, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> there, I mean, there were moments, but I think that was just felt like a like a Mel Brooks paycheck. Um, <laughs> you kind of wish that he had made that with Nielsen when they had were both younger, you know, maybe. Yeah. pre-naked gun or something like that but skip uh, that one and go to once bitten once once bitten uh oh man all those 80s movies i'm gonna i'm gonna touch those because i know you guys you have female vampire episode coming up call into lotc and we'll put that into show notes too land of the creeps has a what female vampires greg yes sir yes sir I've, i was gonna say off air i'm gonna tell you what i think a pearl should put the subtitle to what the uh episode should be called Oh, I can imagine, Bill. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're Phantom Galaxy. Our initials are PG for a reason, Bill. Let's go. <laughs> oh, 
man. Oh. Uh, what was there was another one with George Hamilton, right? It wasn't as good, but what love was that? Love at first bite. Uh, yeah, kind of. That was okay. That, that was all right. That was yeah. Okay. The Transylvania six five thousand. It's pretty. It's pretty junky, but I grew up with all of them. So anyway, let's talk Trick or Treat nineteen eighty six. And Greg, um, you feel pretty familiar with it. Do you want to kind of lead out on this one? Sure. I'll just read off IMDb. That's what I always do because I'm lazy <laughs> like that. But it's a bully teenage boy is devastated at the after the death of his heavy metal idol Sammy Kerr. But as Halloween mm, uh, night approaches, he discovers that he might be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave. That one's that one's actually not too bad. That actually was pretty good. I, it, I mean, it, yeah, as basic setup is this kid uh, played by Mark Price. He's basically infatuated uh, with this band. Eddie Kerr is the lead singer and. And he had made a pact that, you know, he was going to come back and and rule the world kind of deal. And anyways, he does pass away. Sammy Kerr, spoiler. And uh, <laughs> and he does come back. And much like Shocker, he's able to come through electricity. And yeah. And you got heavy metal music and videos and teased hair and all kinds of goodies. Yes, you do. You you have a lot of that, and that was a pretty good. I, maybe it was the inflection with which you read it, though. I think that added that added to the synopsis. Um, like the beyond the grave. <laughs> I had now, and I guess we can go around and, and talk about when we kind of first seen this. I had seen it before, but it had been years and years, and I saw it on DVD. My uh, my wife's aunt's a big fan of this. She has the 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 DVD of it, and it, I remember that the funny thing about it is like the cover. They're clearly trying to play up the. It looked like one that you would get out of the, the dollar bin or something, you know. The cover's playing up the fact that at some point Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne are in this movie, but of course the Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne on the cover of the the movie case look like the rock stars you're familiar with, not the way they appear for oh. their what two to three minutes of screen time in especially this movie. Especially Ozzy. Especially Ozzy. Especially Ozzy. But it's um I hadn't seen it in a long time. I remembered enjoying it then. And I enjoyed it again when I rewatched it today. Uh, it's it's a little harder to find, but it is on YouTube in a, in a pretty decent copy. And it is a fun movie. I think it's probably on the milder side as far as horror goes. We can go get into that. But, man, it has a lot of cool music, and it's got a lot of cool hair. It, it does, but it's interesting. On IMDb, it's listed as comedy first, comedy horror music. Now, I mean, you can quibble, you, you can quibble with IMDb on all that kind of stuff, but it's at least half and half. It's not really to me comedy per se. I mean, it does have a few humorous elements to it, but I mean, I think they tried to make more of a serious movie, but they did it kid friendly a little bit on this one. But, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy. This ain't like straight up, you know, as we was talking love at first bite or anything. It's not, it's like not that. even fright night. Really? Uh, I know which fright night is, which is a classic, but fright night has some very scary moments, but then it has some very intentional comedy when you when you tell someone the plot synopsis of fright night oh he has to go get a horror host who's washed up and doesn't really know what he's doing to fight a vampire you think oh i can see how that could be funny like there's not inherent comedy i think they try to play it lighter and i have a couple ideas as to why that happened but i don't think that it is uh i'd agree it's it's only maybe a comedy when you're looking at it now through the lens of how we feel about the whole that whole moral panic at the time about rock and stuff like that and i'm sure you remember it, greg it wasn't funny for a lot of kids that grew up and had to have that pounded at them that 
this is garbage and this is trash. I mean, that was a real sentiment that was floated around and by parents and by teachers and by lots of people, you know, that was my memory of it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you got to think this was before the the ratings were on your CDs and stuff because this was before CDs and it was literally like before there was ratings put out there, okay? So, you know, it was beat down on you that, you know, this kind of music was satanic and you know, I was telling Pearl, I was asking her last night when we was watching it like vinyl records, which is what's played in here so much in cassettes, but especially the vinyl records. Uh, the movie is that, you know, he was basically taking uh, the album and running it backwards and it was playing messages to him, telling him what to do. And that was a thing like, dude, I remember like Ozzy, Black Sabbath, a lot of these groups, man, were like, oh, you know, if you or people were like that whole aura of if you played the uh, record record backwards, you know, you would hear all these satanic messages. So, of course, me being me would do that and. Pearl said that she did it. It was funny because she said she ruined so many albums doing that and not hearing <laughs> nothing. But it's like, oh crap, I done scratched another record here. But but it was a thing. Like this was a craze, dude. It was like legit. I don't remember how many songs Led Zeppelin was like. Oh, if you play this backwards, you'll hear like Stairway to Heaven. You'll hear certain you know hidden messages and stuff. And maybe they were. I never heard it, but. I, well, I think try. you had two things. You had the people that were like, no, that's dumb. And then, and, but as a rock star, you just lean into it, right? And that's what a lot of these guys did. I mean, that's the funny thing looking back at this. I mean, that's why it's a comedy. The whole Satan shtick was clearly a shtick. You know, these guys, Alice Cooper and Ozzy Osbourne, you couldn't really find nicer guys, really, but they just leaned in to the shtick. And, but there were people, I mean, my my grandparents even my parents like they took that stuff very seriously and the halloween even you know like the idea that someone was out there worshiping the devil we had metalhead guys that lived in our like little town our little area and people would 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 you know they start pointing the same finger at these people and these guys were just minding their own business you know they it, it was uh sure it was definitely a shtick it was definitely campy it was something people did but i think what's divorced from it now why it looks like more of a comedy is because the whole moral panic fervor just looks silly to us now at least on this topic you know when you get to heavy metal i think everyone thinks hey it, it it's kind of weird it almost feels almost wholesome now right you look back and like it was a kinder gentler time which i find ironic that we're all kind of saying you know they played it a little bit easy they skimped a little bit the, it was rated r so if if the movie's going to be rated r you know you could have gone a bit harder this would have been one of those just barely over the line i don't even know i think maybe the nudity there's a little bit of nudity in it that might be and maybe a couple curse words a couple f-bombs but far as violence goes there's really not a lot of that yes it's a little tame on that end yeah, i think the, these days it would be a pg-13 yeah yeah well yeah, I, yeah. the nudity would would maybe cause it a little different but i mean it's it's very little nudity and uh, and it's yeah a lot of it's kind of there, there's the one scene in the car uh <laughs> So, which is a weird, weird scene. <laughs> I told um, Pearl, I said, look at this green mist undressing this girl. Right, and then it actually forms into hands. I'm like, and it was going on for a bit. I'm like, this is weird. That's That whole scene seems like it could have been cut because it's also the only scene I'm aware of where there's like an actual monster. Yeah. <laughs> like a demon for 30 seconds and somebody was like, that looks awful. But they forgot to remove it from, from the actual movie. So, Greg, when did you did you first see this in the 80s or did you come to it later? 
Uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, probably not 80s. This would have probably been early 90s when I first saw it. And uh, I remember VHS day renting it and um, went. I've seen it like, gosh, I don't know. I probably rented this maybe twice uh, that I recall. And then it was like years and years and years until I seen it again. And it wasn't until like podcasting back in like 2009 or 10 that I had to do it for an episode. So I watched it again. I was like, wow, you know, it still holds up. And then I watched it. Uh, you know, I've watched this thing probably 10 times in the last 10 years. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, I love it. I love, I love Gene's character, even though it's a cameo, you know, the DJ, uh, this dj at the radio station and i love ozzy being a preacher i'm like holy cow that's great you know, freaking you know quote unquote one of the bat eating heads of satanicism <laughs> he's, he's a preacher and it was classic like dude what better way to oh it was just great 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 casting and <laughs> uh so good man and and fast way the band in the mo- movie itself music man just freaking phenomenal because uh, I was a big 80s hair band, you know, still am. Uh, I've got Sirius XM right now, and I leave it on Hair Nation uh, because I'm an 80s hair rock band. So, you know, Fast Way plays on there sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead. Is Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they said, what's the other one? Uh, Flog- Flogging Molly. Flogging Molly was the other one, yeah. But music is awesome. I mean, it's 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 cool. It's uh. Well, I was I was just listening and uh, I was watching somebody's review, the Dumb Drum review, and he mentioned that there was supposed to be a 20th anniversary DVD release back in 06, but there were uh, music right issues with the band Fastway. They wouldn't release the music for the DVD, so it never got a, it never got a, a Justin Beam type treatment to it because they couldn't get it all together. Shame too. Yeah. I- and that's weird because you would think as a band, I mean, I don't know. I, I have not looked either one of them up. They're even still living now. Um, but to me, I would think, yeah, give me some money. I, I want some pay out of this, but I would love for it to get released because it's another resurgent of your music, you know, reunion tour. If you're still alive and kicking, you know, there's a lot of things you could do with the release of this, man. I would have been all for it. And if I'm not mistaken though, I think Clark, um, Ed Clark, I think he is gone. Yeah, he is. He he passed. He passed in the last five years. Fast that he died. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was watching this. It, it it's another movie, not unlike what we were just talking about, where I sit there and wonder. I'm a little surprised. I it, it, you're right. It's not the greatest movie ever, but I'm a little surprised it doesn't have a little bit more of a following because there are much worse '80s movies that have this same sort of vibe that I feel like people love. But maybe this one just sort of missed. I know it wasn't probably a hit at the theaters or anything, but I do think it's a lot of fun. And it gets that 80... It's funny because the first five or six minutes of this movie could almost just be like a Twisted Sister music video, right? It's the kid getting crapped on, like, relentlessly. Um, I mean, one wonders if it has a bit of a cult following. Well, that's the thing. I, I It might have a little bit, but I don't feel like, you know, it's not when you really hear mentioned a lot, unless people are specifically targeting, like, heavy metal horror, right? Which is so yeah. small of a niche that you kind of have to mention every, you know, people talk of Black Roses and movies like that, which is another one that's kind of fun that I don't, you know, I don't think many people are aware of. But not many that I know of how the guy actually shooting electricity out of his guitar and, like, burning people at the dance. Yeah, like- 
disintegrating. I'm like, Damn! that was kind of awesome. I was just looking at that and I was like, this, uh, this is great. And that music, the only issue I have is when he's lip syncing the music numbers, he's really kind of off. <laughs> like I'm looking at, I'm like, suppose this is his big comeback music moment, and he's clearly the mouth and the and the singing isn't matching up, but. Um, I thought it was odd that I that the director of this was Charles Martin Smith, who uh, who's been in a lot of stuff. He was in uh, if you guys have ever seen American Graffiti, yep. he was one of the main characters in American Graffiti that wasn't Ron Howard or or Richard Dreyfus. He was the third guy, and he also he's a, so you can say that the director of Dolphin Tale one and two and a dog's I think a dog's way home <laughs> directed Trick or Treat. Yeah, and or or the director of Trick or Treat also did Air Bud. Ooh. That's true, and though he also did direct the first few episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, so you know it all balances out. But I mean, he, he, but, I was going to say he's also, you know, he's been in acting. Besides uh, that, he was in uh, The Untouchables. Yeah, and and Never Cry Never Wolf, Wolf is a favorite. Yeah. Of, and and uh, he was in the uh, Starman. Starman. Yeah, Starman, right, probably right around this time. So that's the one thing you notice about it. It's got a decent budget. It's got decent production values. It's not a you know, I think for a long time I thought it was just like a schlocky, you almost like bottom of the barrel, but it clearly isn't. There's been a lot of effort put into it. And I wish Gene Simmons' character was in it a bit more. I mean, these guys probably at the time they did this, I mean, Ozzy's just taking the piss basically, right? Like he's just the, he's the televangelist guy on the TV with it. He's got his hair all cropped short and he's looks all presentable talking about perverts. The best line Ozzy gives is he goes, doesn't anybody sing songs about love anymore? <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, why does everything have to be about snakes and Satan? Don't people say I love you anymore? <laughs> and, and so his his bit is clearly kind of a gag. But I do feel like Simmons, Simmons had done, I was just talking to Bill, like, I don't know if you ever saw it, Greg. There's a movie called Runaway from with Tom Selleck and Simmons plays the villain in that i mean it's not an amazing performance but he's not bad no he's he was in a few or a couple that i know of in general i mean he'd done some acting and uh he usually was a villain i guess maybe because of the look you know he did get kind of cast that way and the fact that he's the demon i mean hello but um no man i've always enjoyed his acting i thought i don't think he ever clearly got a good role that would really shine him per se but i think you know great great actor well what i liked about this one is he was very understated like he wasn't in your face i uh, go buy my album you know like he was just you know the guy the understanding caring guy <laughs> you don't see that out of gene very often no you don't now i do wonder how they did nail him and ozzy in this movie even though it was short roles but i mean it had to be some friends or something i know with the musical side of things with fast way and different things i mean i know there were some tie-ins there but um i mean nowadays you would never be able to get gene simmons to do a role like this because you just could not afford to put him in two minutes of a movie but, but this was also at a point uh, you would know kiss really well this was at a point of kiss's career where they were not exactly selling out madison square gardens uh yeah they're, uh, they're definitely after their like this was this was post lick it up and they hadn't quite gotten to the reunion tour yet so they were kind of in that just before domino like they weren't exactly top of the chart so he was probably looking to expand his resume or whatever and he was doing a little bit of acting and you also get the idea that they're just they're almost just having fun in the sense that 
if you brought them in today, they would just be themselves, right? You would you'd have Gene Simmons doing as close to Gene Simmons as you could get. You would have now. I mean, that's the unoriginal thing when we we cameo people now. Ozzy Osbourne would literally be Ozzy Osbourne over in the corner in the full makeup, and that's kind of the fun thing of these cameos. They're the responsible adults, right? Like uh, again, Osbourne's kind of just like mocking, but Simmons is playing a guy who he's. He likes the music, but he's also concerned, hey, this guy kind of threw his life away a little bit, you know, and uh, you only get that in a couple minutes, but he is the kind of, he's the only adult who's seen as sensible and not clueless or, uh, you know, disconnected from reality. And I really thought they missed a, missed a good chance to when I was totally expecting, I, cause I remembered seeing the movie, but I couldn't remember how it wrapped up when they, they're headed to the record, uh, or the, the, rather to the, um, the radio station towards the end of the movie and they're going there to kind of stop the record from being played or the tape cassette from being played and the evil going out across the airways. I fully expected them to get there and join forces with Simmons. He was going to come back in in some way and it sort of be, you know, the, the older like uh, DJ was going to help them defeat the evil. And of course he's, you know, that's not what happens. And maybe that's because they probably had these guys for a day, you know, like you're saying, Greg, I'm sure this wasn't really a role. This was a, hey, it'd be awesome we get Gene Simmons on set for a day. We'll get Ozzy on set for a half a day, <laughs> maybe, however long he was there. And I mean, rightfully so. You want to put a name in there, and and, and it worked for what it was. I love Gene's character in this. It fits him, I would think, as a rock star like Gene is and was. I mean, you would think, okay, if he wasn't on stage touring somewhere, he would be in a, a radio DJ disc jockey. I mean, that just would fit him. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Are, are you telling me Doug Savant can't sell this film? No. <laughs> 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 Doug who? <laughs> right. I just thought Karate Kid when I saw him. I was just like, yeah, I don't know why. Too, He's not it. even in Karate Kid, but it was he's, the blonde. Nah, but he's like bootleg Karate Kid. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, the, it's a second rate, you know, uh, what, what you call it? Um, Cobra Kai. What's the guy? Yeah, there? exactly. It's yeah. like, the, who, the the one that's down the street from Cobra Kai, the other yeah. strip mall, <laughs> <laughs> the rattlesnake well, dojo. Or yeah, something. yeah, the rattlesnake dojo. <laughs> it's funny. I was looking him up, and he was like, "He's in Teen Wolf," and then I had, "He's in Teen Wolf," and he's just a guy on the team. Like he was yeah, point, yeah. point guard number two. You know? <laughs> Snapping turtle dojo. There we go. The snapping, yeah, the the the, 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 the tadpole dojo, but the and the, you got that one moment. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the 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 main the, the main star, the kid. You know, I thought he did a nice job, and he didn't oversell that kind of kid who's tortured and beat up and kind of you know because in most of these movies the kid turns to the dark side, right? Like a nine seven six evil or that kind of storyline where he's pushed and Christine even you know the darkness sort of overcomes him, and that never really happens here. You know he. He becomes cool, right? Like, like heavy embracing heavy metal allows him to be relaxed and cool. But then the evil is sort of inadvertently thrust uh, upon him, and he, you know, he rises to the occasion like your normal average hero in a horror movie. So you don't really have that where he is uh, seeking vengeance. He wants to get even with these kids for the stuff they do to him. But I enjoy that it was more of a prankster kind of, you know, when he has, when he, he tricks them so that they come in and just spray the the entire faculty lounge. And that kind of stuff I enjoyed. And that's what kind of keeps it lighter. But I thought we were going for some eye trauma at one point, And I was a little concerned about that. 
ripping. I was like, come on, come on, pull a Fulci. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Up, so. yeah. But when I when I saw Mark Price, the first thing I thought of is he looks he, like he's he looks like he's thirty. Yeah. And he's in high school. And I'm like, he I had get that it. face. Yeah. He had, the, he had the face, but he did not like look like Sean he, Aston thing going on. But you know, he's not. He didn't look seventeen. Oh no no no! And I knew him because I'd watched Family Ties growing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. That's where movie. I recognized him. So I knew Skippy, and then I saw him, and I'm like, that's Skippy. <laughs> that's the guy who's lusting after justine bateman yes <laughs> well that's what's funny watching those things in the 80s because you're right you'd see them and you'd be like wait a minute this is so and so from what i you know i remember watching i think was it west craven's deadly friend like christy swanson from mr Boogity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well the, the other person that was in it was the one who played his mom elaine joyce i'm like i know her where do i motel hell mm-hmm. she was in motel yeah. hell the mom i'm like and all there's these- that's Go ahead, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and all these people are just, they never die. They just keep coming back. There's that weird scene with his mother where, where like, she goes in and she starts to put the record on and everything just goes haywire and destroys the room. Yeah. But when he comes in, she's acting like he caught her in the middle of something. <laughs> she's like, oh, I, I was just rearranging your room and everything's on fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I got to say, that chase scene through the high school was the most ridiculous chase scene I'd seen. Uh, or or going backwards well like there there must be every piece of debris in the way and the guys ran into it every time yeah you know like there's a table there's a chair there's a a school book there's a janitor's mop and butt like yeah it wasn't scary like nightmare on elm street you know when they're stalking (laughs) through the school it's like this doesn't quite work and i I think you nailed it greg it felt a lot like shocker i was thinking shocker um but see shocker the, came out after this so i'm feeling it like did. it was like 88 old. or 89 yeah i feel yeah. like they used that whole electricity thing from this movie to say hmm let's do a serial killer that comes back through electricity because that's an original idea that's never been done before well in the 80s you look around and you're like well guess what nobody wants to see trick or treat so we may be able to <laughs> pull this off that's great smart <laughs> well, i i wrote down in my notes Dripping Pepsi on turntables summons demons and dead rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. Well, the, I and, and there's a bit where they they trap him. I I don't know. There might have been a point when I maybe uh I don't know if I'd lost focus there, but the next thing I know, they had him trapped in the toilet. <laughs> oh yeah, his hands oh, yeah. stuck in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, That's ridiculous. Well, the, and the, I, the best. I, I was gonna say I wrote down the line <laughs> where they say to him, he's got his hand in the toilet. And he goes, How about that toilet? You look a little flushed yeah. back there. <laughs> Yeah, you look a little flushed. Yeah, that was nonsense. But it's a fun movie. I wish, I wish it did have. The, I feel like the Halloween vibe is not as strong as it could be. Like you, they're gonna play the record midnight on Halloween. There is a cool scene though when I think the bully comes back to his house and the pumpkins flame up. <laughs> Tops on the pumpkins flame up as he's walking towards the steps. I thought we need a little bit more of that. We needed a full blown. You know, um, I'll, I'll trick or treat from 2007, <laughs> something like that. Well, you know, that's very, that's very intrinsically like Halloween, and that's a great movie too. Everybody should watch that. Well, watch Trick or Treat and Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know about you, Greg, but when I looked at Sammy Kerr, I thought that looks like Nikki Six. He did favor him. He he really yeah. did. I was reading that uh, Lee Seeger from Wasp originally wanted to do it and was wanting to be cast, but uh, Blackie Lawless. Um, I'm I'm glad now looking back at it that they went the route that they went 
uh, Wasp. And the reason was Blackie was like, you know, we got to use my music, Wasp music. And uh, as much as, you know, everyone digs Wasp, not many, but those who <laughs> Wasp, you know, would have been excited, all 10 of you. But <laughs> but I think they've done good with Fastway. I think, you know, they they done right. This guy looked kind of cool. And uh, Blackie Lawless, I mean, I like Blackie. I like Wasp. They are good for what they I, are. I, I also read that the guy that played uh, Eric Kerr, um, or Sammy Kerr, sorry, Tony Fields, he came up as a dancer. Like he's in the dance field, and he was in some of the Michael Jackson videos and things. Like he's really a dancer. So when that whole th- bit about him lip syncing or whatever is, he was probably used to music videos. And you seen who done the special effects of this movie as well, right? Who did it? Kevin Yeager. Oh, did he? Oh, yes. Okay. And he also done Freddy Krueger, Keeper, all these. So you know. Pretty good effect guy, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there, there was a decent scene at the end when the when the car goes off and you know. Yeah. So I mean, I mean them are off screen or not really that well yeah. done. You got the one ear melting scene. I was gonna say the ear melting scene was <laughs> weird, and because he, he's still sort of like trying to wake her up, he's like, oh. Are you okay? Oh man! And her ears like stringing off. And then I'm, I was like, she's dead, right? And he's like, she's in the hospital. She hurt pretty bad. Like I probably would have led with, you melted her ears off. Yes. And then you get that whole iconic scene of him rolling up to the um, uh, Mark Price's house. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> I'm gonna kick her butt. You, you hurt her. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yes. That yeah. They, they needed better bullies. Well, Charles Martin Smith, actually, he does have a cameo. He's he's the principal wearing the, like, the the fake nose and glasses <laughs> there. And I love when he gets incinerated, they just fall to the ground. Yeah, is it Wembley? Wembley? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wembley. Mm-hmm. I like the mom's date, too, who shows up oh. <laughs> dressed in, like, middle-aged Rambo or whatever that is. You know what it reminded me of now, because I can look back now? It reminds me of the character in Jason... Uh, uh, Friday 13th part. What was it? Five, six. The, when the they were doing the uh, paintball gun. Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, that's the You're right. Which one was that? Friday 13th five. Good grief, beat me for that. Um, I think it's five. Uh, I got the, you box, got the box set now. Got you got the, the box set the- for crying out loud. No. <laughs> ah! oh. But uh, oh man, sorry, I'm gonna get sued by uh, Simpsons now for doing Homer. But anyway, uh, sorry Nathan, I'll, I'll send you the bill. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, we have lots of we have lots of bills coming. Yeah, you know, hey, yeah, I get sued every day. It's all right. You know, you, you take suing money for money. You know, zero make zero. So yeah, whatever. exactly. You can have you can have all of the. Zero dollars I have on this podcast. <laughs> the, the other thing I wrote down was just before the bully gets his eye almost gouged out, mm-hmm. he calls he calls uh, Eddie uh, uh, a name. And I was like, I never heard of this. A wussy effing weak tit. <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> That's like right when you're just glancing around trying to find something to end it on and you yeah. can't decide on anything else. You're like, I think, I think I'm going to go with a crude body part name. You know what it is? Is is from the Christmas story. It's that whole man when you get so upset and the first thing, only thing you blurt, not a finger. What did you just try to draw from the depths of Christ? <laughs> right, he's cursing. He can curse the uh, the, yeah. the the boiler out for hours. Yeah, but, but he, he can't, can't come up with one. Thing. He can't come up with nothing but not a finger. Oh, Darren McGavin. Well, wow, we went uh, from Halloween to Christmas really quick. <laughs> 
ah, we went God, from our... a very uh, we went from a crude body part to a Christmas scene all with yeah that's the rabbit hole that we we travel here but the um it's a fun one are there any other like real quick any other heavy metal horror movies you'd recommend greg uh devil's candy uh would come to mind oh yes that's an excellent that that one's legitimately creepy oh yeah yeah um golly there's so many deathgasm yeah i've still not seen deathgasm deathgasm's fun it's it's a like a almost has a peter jackson like uber gore like splatter fest kind of feel to it yeah is a comic yeah, it's a silly one, but it's a funny one. Once the one I can't think of the name of it's complete garbage, but it's the it's the big like Scandinavian guy fighting the devil. Um, is like Thor or something is his actual name. I'm trying to think of the guy. Um, I'll, I'll probably remember it after we're done here. It's it, it has something to do with the devil, but it's like it's ridiculous. It's like super low budget. Black Roses. I don't know if you guys either, ever saw that one. That's the one where the music literally turns people into monsters as they hear it and it was from the 80s i i saw it years later but i always remember the box cover because the box cover had you you remember those vhs's once in a while greg you get a movie that it looks like they spent more on the vhs box than they did the movie itself oh yeah yeah and it was sort of embossed and it had this like demon hand holding the the guitar with the roses on it and there were eyes and i just remember that the whole front of it was sort of uh 3d in the sense that you know it was embossed and it kind of stood out from the case and uh you pick it up and it was like the heaviest case <laughs> case on the shelf but for whatever reason i never re- rent, remember renting the movie but well you gotta um, talk about the gate well the oh, gate the, dracula 2002 had a good soundtrack demon knight had a good soundtrack demon knight did have a good soundtrack yeah so yeah, those definitely had that metal edge to them, and even uh, um, Queen of the Damned has a really good metal soundtrack. Jason versus X, I mean Jason versus Freddy, a tremendously rocking, rocking uh, soundtrack to it. If you want, if, I was going to say, if you wanted to get one that's really dark, check yeah. out Lords of Chaos. Oh, I love that movie. God, that, that is, is so good. Dark. Lords of Chaos is. Uh, well, and then. It, that that dovetails into reality almost a little too much because yeah. you know, dude, that's like my list for top ten. Like that that movie, and it was barring the fact that it, it was hard to put it as a horror movie, but at the same time, it was horror, man. Especially uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother there at the end of that movie. What all happened? Like, man, that oh, dude, I'm telling you, man. That's, for anybody, that's a, I was gonna say any anybody out there who has not seen Lords of Chaos. Don't expect to, you know, it's not a fun-loving, popcorn-y, sit-with-your-girlfriend. No, 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 no. But It's not trick-or-treat. And, and, it's, and it's not even necessarily horror, but there are three or four scenes that will stick with you. It's real-life horror. It's unsettling, is what it is. Based on true story, and it does not get wrapped up in a nice little Christmas bow at the end. So, uh, yeah. And Night of the Demons is another good one. It has a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Night, Night of the Demons. I was going to say, what did you mention... Uh, did you mention the the Nightmare on Elm Street with Dawkin? Oh yes, Dream Warriors. Yeah. Dave Whitebread, a good friend of all of ours, is a huge Dawkin fan. So this goes out to him. <laughs> Luke the Nail Baby, we love some Dawkin. Right. What I hear, the, the one of the radio stations playing uh, Halloween music the other day, and they start playing Striper. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Striper has a new album coming out. Like I think it actually released. 
Is Striper the religious band? Yes, dude. Yeah. It's like 30 years later, 40 years later. A year or two ago, they released one, and it was it had a title where they were trying to be really cheeky. It was like, it was called like God Damned Devil or something like that. I'm like, oh, I see what you guys are trying to do. That's yeah, not cute. Y'all yeah. so super cool. And, and you have to say, anybody out there who likes the heavy metal and likes the theatrics has to listen to some gore. Gwar, uh, yeah. War. Such a different genre. <laughs> it is. It's 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 like the spoof, right? Like the the heavy metal spoof, but um, over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the devil believes is uh, even the devil believes comes out in 2020, and you're right. It's goddamn evil. Was 2000. That's a goddamn evil. That's the one. I'm like, come <laughs> on, guys. Yeah, come on. In God we trust. I'm looking There's at. There's still I'm like looking. a little like choir boys chuckling to themselves about how clever they are. Oh my gosh, Pearl just mic dropped us right now. She literally just gave me the movie that has the we're talking. Me- is Strangeland with D. Schneider. Oh, Strangeland. I forgot about that one. Captain Howdy. And it crossed my mind because they, they pan across <laughs> a D. Snyder poster on the wall. That yeah. movie was creepy. Dude, that's such a great body mutilating uh, horror. Gosh. That strange. preempted a lot of the torture stuff, didn't it? I remember seeing that in the theater in 1998. Maybe I think that's when it came it, out. It was it, at least yeah, the mid eighties. At least the mid eighties. That was ninety. It's ninety eight. I'm pretty sure. Was it that late? Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I I drove myself to the theater, so it wouldn't have been the the eighties. <laughs> I remember wishing I hadn't. <laughs> so oh. it was, it was a, I like it. It was just stronger than I thought it was going to be. The other one I thought of was uh, Alice Cooper in Monster Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love Alice Cooper. That movie's trash, <laughs> but it does have it does have a music video that plays at the beginning and at the end. <laughs> and and he's dubbed except for the music videos. Yeah. Hey, Cooper, he's way better in um even though he doesn't have any real lines in what Prince of Darkness. No, yeah. but he was he was also in a movie called Suck. Yeah, he has a yeah he's um which is a fun movie about a a, a band that, that finds out that they. They're they're able to uh, navigate the music field better as vampires than as human beings. That's a pretty fun movie. Yeah. Well, Cooper, works. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say we're kind of giving the audience everything that kind of fits into that genre. This 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 vague heavy metal horror. House of a Thousand Corpse. Yeah. How, yeah. It, yeah. All of, all of but yeah, some of the zombie stuff there. Um. But yeah, I think definitely like Strange Land. What was the other one? Um. Lords of Chaos and The Devil's Candy. The Devil's Candy. What I liked about that movie was you had the dark element of the heavy metal, but then you had the, the, Ethan Embry was really good in that movie as a as a guy who was a positive metalhead. You know what I mean? He he loved his daughter, he loved his family, and all of that was positive. It wasn't like look how horror, look how weird this heavy metal guy is. But then you uh, the other the flip side of that was the other guy was pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that, but that's a good movie. If anybody hasn't seen that, that's it's a it's a darn good movie. And I watched half that movie not even realizing Ethan Embry was in it. <laughs> it was ripped, but it was such a different role for him. Like weird, man. Yeah, it has almost a Stephen King vibe to it. You know, in the sense of this guy who doesn't know what's happening to him, and he's feeling all this pain of these things that are that someone else is committing, and you're like, 
it's, it's crazy. But um, we can't gloss over the Canadian film The Gate because their heavy metal is at the core of that film. Well, what I love about The Gate, The Gate was also kind of kind of being a little cheeky with it because in The Gate you backmask, you play the 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 uh, record backwards to defeat the demons. Yeah, yeah. The Bible didn't work. Only the backmasking on the <laughs> on the record did. But who in their right? I mean, like literally. Now I'm not talking new. Well, I guess I can talk new generation now because of the vinyl making its comeback. But who remembers in our day? Nathan, Bill, even you yourself. I mean, we got to think like back then, vinyl was the ultimate. That's the grail. That's what everybody had was vinyl. And man, you loved those album covers back then that had oh, like yeah. eight, where you open them up and they had booklets and they had all these satanic Iron Maiden and all that. Yeah, like all of those. Oh my gosh, dude! And Black Sabbath was not as much, but definitely Iron Maiden or. Or even Led Zeppelin. Judas or Priest. Judas Priest has Judas to Judas Priest was like all all up in it, yeah. Yeah. But man, it was like getting that and opening it up and having and now Waxwork and and Mondo and and uh, Death Waltz, all these are putting out such tremendous releases that kind of makes you feel like you were back in the seventies and eighties. But if you if you if you had if, if you had a copy of Screaming for Vengeance and you put that on your wall. <laughs> Like you made it, pyromania. Uh, I remember getting pyromania. Pyromania. That thing is DC, just. DC, yeah. Oh man, great, great covers. But yeah, I mean that's. I don't know, man. It, it it's such a good era, man. And then you're talking metal music and trick or treat and just all that stuff. It's just, man, it's such a great nostalgic moment for me, man. It just always makes my heart. Uh, smile inside man it brings back so many great memories of being a kid and i think it's outside interacting with people doing stuff you know (laughs) it does man i mean it's like dude that's where it was at man and and i sort of i don't want to say i i I feel sorry for the new generations because i mean that's that's that whole well you know i walked to school uphill (laughs) two miles and i walked home we can say we worshiped the devil and it was fine yeah damn it i'm so old but i'm not trying to like belittle anybody i'm just saying it was such a different era and different time that was uh you know new kids now would look at us like man y'all really had it rough but man it was so fun like and, and to finally find moments where you can go back and watch a movie like trick or treat and vinyl records coming back out and you're seeing that again and it's like dude it brings back so many great memories and and uh man we had it we had it good dude we all thought we were punk loners back then right like that's the thing like who no one's ever seen this movie no one would love the evil dead the way i do yeah we learned that everybody did (laughs) well yeah but there weren't podcasts back then that's the thing now we all talk about the good old days every single week (laughs) We well, didn't have a way to go on the internet and search out a movie and say, hey, let's, let's watch this. How much things changed. I remember when that first happened, I sat there and stared, and I was like, I can find, you know. It, <laughs> the question wasn't, let me find, you know, boobs. It was like, wait a minute, who directed, who actually yeah, but, directed Brain Dead? <laughs> but you remember, because my day, it was that. And it came through, the information came through in strips. <laughs> it's like little people. <laughs> Uh, picture you're gonna wait <laughs> you're gonna wait because you can't even get online yet it's busy hang on <laughs> you're like, Dang it. even you the remember? sound sounded like like yeah. traffic jam right like, 
back in the day before that, and you wanted to figure out horror movies, you had to pick up the box and look on the wall. Well, the horror section was always at the back, right beside the back door where the porno movies were. So, so when you're back there, when you're back there looking up, you know, a, a microwave massacre, you're right beside, you know, rear enders or something, and you're like, what the hell is going on? But like Pearl said, back back when we were younger, it was physical outdoor fun and classic watches. Nowadays, it's cell phones, watch list, and Uber. Uh, you know, it's these things that kids know. It's not the outdoor fun that we had. You know, and and the trick or treating's totally different when it is happening. Like it won't happen this year, like it normally does. But I don't know about you guys, but it just isn't the same vibe uh, as it was when I was younger. And I, I feel uh, I, 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 I do feel sad for kids nowadays because back then that was the thing. But I guess because of razor blades and and the whole, you know, you're going to get, you know, kidnapped and it's just the whole fear stage hit in. It like, added some energy to it. It did. And now it's like, no, we go trunk or treat and we're going to go over here. You know, we're going to stick our hand in the trunk and go home. You know, but back then, dude, it was like an all day event. You got ready, and then five o'clock, you were out until ten o'clock at night, and, and without the fear of death or or, or yeah, dismemberment, it's just not the same. Throw the candy in your mouth. And, and and do you remember waiting till the end and staying out as long as you could to go to that one house where the guy just goes, you know what? I just want to get rid of all my yeah. candy, and then they, they dump the bowl. The last one. Yes, because I am that guy now. <laughs> I always wait till so the kid comes by, and I just point at them and say, "It's you," and then in it goes. Nathan's. I'm going to Nathan's. I'm coming to Ohio. <laughs> Well, we'll just mail you the candy this year because it'll still be there. <laughs> I'll send the I'll send the the orange and black ones to Bill, and you guys will send you you and Pearl the full candy bars. <laughs> nice. All the money I save buying the dollar fifty bag of whatever yeah. it is Bill eats. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I've already got uh, Pearl and Greg's uh, Christmas gift because I got a bag of six ninety nine candy. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Happy Merry, Merry Christmas to us, love. <laughs> oh, man. So, man, yeah, she's excited. So, yeah, lots of stuff. Uh, and it, it, again, I think everyone's going to make of it what you will. We're, we're going to have a great time. We're going to yeah. watch some movies with the kids. I'm trying to find a new one to introduce them to. But I, I've saved the worst witch so far, Greg. So we may, we, I think all we have to do is a few more days, and we could do that for Halloween. The worst, worst witch in the midnight hour. I think, I think that's it. It's, it's sealed. And maybe Mr. Boogity. That, that would be good. Yeah, I would throw that in. It's a fun one. They did just the right amount of scares. The Watcher in the Woods is one I haven't seen in years. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. One. Oh, that was one of the first ones my dad back Betty in the Davis, day. I think. Back in the day when you used to rent a VCR, my dad would bring home these thirty-pound VCRs that you'd buy from Video King, or he'd rent it for I don't know forty bucks or whatever, and you'd get this big honking thing. And I can remember him getting um, uh, uh, Watcher in the Woods. And, uh, oh, what was the one on the ship with uh, Gene Hackman, uh, where the ship was Poseidon Adventure? Yeah. Getting those two. And still, and those two scarred me for years. Oh, Bill, I remember the rent in the VCR, man. Yeah. I remember, oh, I remember at Grandma's house in West Virginia. Dude, I remember we went to the freaking feed store where theirs was. <laughs> I had just a few dollars, man. I scraped up enough to rent one, and I brought out... 
grandma's house and i had to move i can't even remember what the movie was at the time and oh my gosh yeah, man yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, I yeah, too, scrounging up money to rent either a nintendo game and you could rent the nintendos too back in the day before we had one and or renting to a video and you'd be getting all these quarters and stuff out of the couch we have a place near us called dollar video yeah <laughs> so fun well that but that's how i discovered slumber party massacre because when I was like 12, it's on the top shelf. They know they didn't want the kid to get it, but I was tall enough to reach it. So I took her down and give it to the counter. And that's what happened to Bill. All because they didn't build the shelf higher. Yes. And then Pearl says she misses the day when you eat every piece of candy uh, until you drop and find some stuck in your hair and you have rainbow tongue. Oh, wait. That was last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys only knew how many times i've picked up a sucker on my chest or i've picked up candy on my chest where she's falling asleep on my laying down on my chest and like the sucker still and she just flops down i'm like okay let me pick that up <laughs> it's like keep one of my keep, kids i was gonna say keep your romantic interludes <laughs> off this peach <laughs> Yes, yeah, we don't need to know all Halloween traditions. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, no Halloween. All right, yeah, we went a little farther. One of my kids was walking around like two days ago, and my daughter was like, "Is that a bruise on your arm?" No, she had laid down, and there was a tootsie roll matched, <laughs> matched into the inner arm. You know, it just it's like a tattoo. I was like, "Wait a minute, it's like a beauty mark. Let me just peel that off for you." <laughs> oh my! Uh, I do remember eating the Halloween candy all kind of at one time, and then you'd have that day after. Like the candy hangover where you just sat and watched movies on a couch and like slowly, slowly just passed out. So sick, man. Like the next day, it was like yes. you couldn't go to school the next day because you were just freaking in a sugar coma. It was like, ugh. Or, you, or, 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 or uh, the, the candy made sure you stayed regular. <laughs> that's because of that orange. That's the kind of candy you ate, Bill. That's your fault. <laughs> I never did figure out why I kept going to the bathroom so much. Dang it. It's because they made it to the same factory where they made those Halloween masks from Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Same colors. It was made out of, you know, Celtic runestone. When they take them through the the tour of the factory and there's all that goop that overflows, that's what the red... That's what they do. They would just scrub it out. Get the the wrappers ready. Yeah. (laughs) After the stuff comes out of the kids' Halloween mask, they just scoop it up and twist it into the... Yeah. The pack. Oh, oh man, this is a lot of fun, guys. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of fun for everyone out there. Happy Halloween! Have a have a wonderful, safe one. Uh, upside, it is on. It's on Saturday. It's even daylight savings time. So find a way to have some fun. Yes. Yes. And celebrate it however you want. And I think you know, between this and the, uh, the land of the creeps, and which I guess by the time this episode comes out, yours episode hopefully will your episode will be out right, Greg. Your yes. uh, pumpkin episode. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Greg, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it. Um, you want to go ahead and uh, plug land of the creeps again? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Thank you for having us on, Nathan. Once again, man, love you guys. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Land of the Creeps Horror Podcast. That's landofthecreeps.blogspot.com. Our Halloween episode should be out, uh, episode 232, I believe it is, um, where we did talk pumpkin horror. And um, then our next episode is going to be female vampires. And when this episode drops, it may you may still have a little time. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but we are giving away, or Dave, Dr. Shop Becker, is giving away the... Uh, uh reanimator arrow videos reanimator blu-ray 
Uh, all you got to do is call our hotline. That is a nice Blu-ray, too. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, 1-804-569-5682 is our voicemail. Uh, call in each and every episode. We've been doing giveaways the last several episodes, and we'll probably continue that for a while as long as Dave's got duplicates. He's getting <laughs> you should be set. <laughs> yeah, I, we do have one coming up. It's going to probably be our Christmas episode. It's going to be a a massive giveaway. Like I'm telling you, listeners, you will not want to miss out on this. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. And um, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all them other spots. But once again, Phantom Galaxy. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, Bill. Uh, love you too, buddy. All right. Thanks so much, Greg. Take care. Have a great one. Ow, Good night, everybody. everybody. If you've been enjoying the music here on Phantom Galaxy, the opening theme and the closing theme are both brought to you by synth pop artist Aries Beats. He's done a lot of really cool stuff in the world of synth pop, a lot of very interesting genre-based retro themes. You can find more of his work over at ariesbeats.bandcamp.com. And until next time, we are the Phantom Galaxy. Thank you.